All right, friends, we are back. Welcome back, guys. I don't know why I said like I don't like that. Welcome back, guys. You I don't like it? You, I like what you said. Just cut out what I said. I might leave it in. No. <laughs> it's gonna be there. Do you want to okay. do a take two, just in case? <clears throat> okay, welcome back. No, yeah. wait. You, you said and we're back. What did you say? I said welcome back. Welcome back. There you go. Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is just going to be a special little mini-sode before the holidays, just kind of wrapping up the year-ish. Yeah. Ish, yeah. We are here, we wanted to record, but we're also very busy with the holidays, so we found some time to get together. But we're going to give you a little one. We don't want to not give you anything, but we're also very busy, so this yeah. one's going to be a little shorter. So we're going to kind of talk about what we, in hindsight, wished our 10 by 10s were, our favorite gaming experiences of the year so far, and games to play over the holidays. Yeah. So I've actually titled, I don't know if this is the title we'll go with, but I've titled this in our audacity, I've titled it Holidays with the Mverse, with an apostrophe, because that's us, Mverse. Why the Mverse? Because I... Why not the Meepleverse? I, I, it is Meepleverse. Oh, The but... apostrophe is Eeple. We've just... Holidays with the Mverse. It feels You're festive. getting rid of the Eeple? Just for this episode. I don't like it. All right. Okay. It just feels festive, don't you think so? No. No? Mverse? Holidays with the Mverse. <laughs> you need to do something with your hands. You're doing something it. with your hands every time, but it's not... Like, I don't feel festive about it. Okay. Well, it, it will be titled something. Okay. Friends, before we get into the main part of the episode, which is going to be a quick one today, I do want to take a quick moment to shout out our social media. It's been awesome having you all uh, follow us on here and listen to us on here, but I want to remind you that we do have a Twitch where we do weekly Monday night streams at 7 p.m. Eastern, and getting you involved in that is so cool. You get to talk to us, you get to play games with us, and we're working on making that as professional-looking as we can within our limited budgets. So as we move on, expect higher quality video, more preparation in terms of what we get to show you, and more understanding of how we can show the games in the best way possible. We also are now active on Twitter at i2mvpodcast. So follow us, mention us. I'm on that quite a bit. I'm trying to stay active on Twitter because apparently industries are on Twitter and people are on Twitter and people care about Twitter. And Twitter's been something that's hard for me, but I'm working on it. We post on Instagram a lot. Checking us out on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter would mean so much to us and kind of help us push through this. And share with your friends. If people are interested in games and they don't know where to start, I feel like our Twitch is a really easy, accessible way to just kind of see what games can be like, and we try to be as accessible as possible here for people who aren't huge into the hobby. What do you want to start with? Should we start with games played with your family over the holidays? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. What would you like to suggest to play with your... Well, my family's pretty basic. Zombicide. I don't want to say basic, but they're not... Pardon? <laughs> Zombicide. Well, oh, that's a good point. I, You know what? Now that you say that, probably Yes. Actually, that's a great idea, because my, my sister's coming back, and she really likes that game. But no, uh, my my gam family, my gamly, my game family. Oh, that's cute. No, no just kidding. That's not No, no, that's no. it. Uh, my, my family 
doesn't really play a lot of games. So, like, my my sister and my parents and I, we play a lot of Euchre. But if I were to play games with my kind of extended family, we'd play Mexican Train. Yes, I as you've mentioned. Do have Yeah, and I do have Dutch Blitz that I'm going to attempt to, like... I know Dutch Blitz is, like, an old classic, but I don't think my family's ever played it before. Oh, really? So I, I have that to bring home over the holidays in case anyone wants to give that a go. Awesome. My family comes from Pennsylvania Dutch background, so... I grew up, before I knew what games were, I was playing Dutch Blitz. <laughs> I've also played with, like, human-sized cards before in big teams where you had to, like, run the cards out into a Whoa, gymnasium. Whoa, where did you do that? At, like... At a convention, or...? No, no, at, like, youth groups as a kid. Oh, okay. This is a lot of information <laughs> about myself that I didn't mean to give out when I, I started it. speaking. I love it. What are you, <laughs> you going to be playing over the holidays? So, one that I would recommend to anyone who's trying to... Just have a fun, easy time with your family, regardless as to how you celebrate the holidays. I know a lot of people drink a lot of eggnog, drink a lot of rum or wine, and a lot of people don't. So one that is just a blast, regardless as to the quantity of wine ingested by everyone, is Finger Guns at High Noon. Which is right, like a bang-type game where you're trying to kill each other and do things like that. Is this... Do you play this at Origins, or...? I played it at Gen Con. Oh, okay, okay. It's kind of like Rock, Paper, Wizard, in that you're using hand gestures to decide what you're doing, but you're trying to be the last person standing in a group. And now it's super chaotic because the turns are just... Anytime one person says, one, two, three, draw, it triggers a turn. So you can have as much discussion as you'd like, but the moment that somebody decides we're going to have a turn, (laughs) you need to be ready to go. It's chaotic. It's fun. It's... Very easy to understand. Mm. There's a deck of ally cards in it, but if there wasn't a deck of ally cards in it and there was no ally action, you could just do it with a piece of right. paper to write out the different things so that everyone knows. It's a blast. It's definitely something that I would be playing over the holidays, but unfortunately I don't actually have my own copy. Mm. So hopefully be I'll a good one. Uh, be hanging out with someone who does and can yeah. give it a go because it's, I think... The perfect holiday game for a lot of different groups. It's it is inherently a little violent, which might turn right. some people off. Like my grandma probably isn't gonna play it, <laughs> but it's accommodates lots of players. It's fast paced. It's low rule intake. So that would be one of my big recommendations. Oh, nice! But you you don't have a copy, so you won't be. Playing I don't it. have a copy. That's too bad. Um, and that's finger guns at high noon. Designed by John Belgus. Uh, do you have any others? Another one just came to my mind, which is Don't Get Got. And I ordered a copy, but it hasn't come in yet. But Don't Get Got, I think, would be the perfect game to kind of give out at the beginning of Christmas dinner and then just kind of throw the night or some, or whatever holiday family activity you do. It's a game where it only plays up to eight, though, which is too bad. And the only real player count barrier is these little wallets that it comes with. But you'll get a little wallet with six different objectives in it. And you just need to complete three in order to win and the objectives will be like put a band-aid on and get someone to notice it or get someone to give (laughs) you a kiss or get someone which the kiss one I thought was a bit weird but I guess like if you're if your like partner is there and then you can just like get them to kiss you then that's just one that you get it also depends on your family as well because my family is very much kiss on the cheek family yeah so that would be easy yeah and then some of them are like button your shirt the wrong way and get someone to 
to call you out on it or put your hat on inside out or stuff like that. And if you get three of those things to happen without anyone noticing that it's part of the game, then you win the game. And then there's like a shared goal at the bottom that everyone has. So everyone's aware that other people might be trying to get it. And if at any point, say you were like, say you put a bandaid on and someone pointed at it and said, is that part of the game? Then you would fail that mission and you would not be able to complete it. Cool. I so I've heard you say the 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 words "don't get got" many times over the past couple days. Mm. You've mentioned it so many times, and I haven't asked about it, and I don't know anything about it until this. Yeah, that sounds so cool. I know. I'm so. I, I also. It also sounds. Have you? Do you know Pretense at all? No. I have a copy of Pretense. We should play it sometime because it sounds a lot like Pretense. Pretense is a a game night social meta game. Okay. So everyone gets a yeah. single role, and it's something that they're trying to accomplish without getting noticed. Yeah. But it only really works if you're playing over the course of many hours. Yeah. That's what this is, too. Yeah. And it's kind of best if you, like, don't think about it, do something else. I only played it one time, and I literally, I couldn't focus on anything I was doing. I had to, like, withdraw from another game because I was like, listen, I'm just not paying attention <laughs> at all. I can't stop thinking about getting got. <laughs> but I also, I it's really hard to find in Canada. I had to order mine on Amazon from the UK, and it's, it still hasn't arrived yet, so I really hope it gets here before Christmas so I can play with yeah. my family and then if not hopefully before New Year's so I can play with my friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I did look it up. It is by Zoe Lee and James Vaughn. Okay, cool. So yeah, so those are our games over the holidays. Do you got another one? I got one last one because it's a game that I have. It's a game, it's not my favorite game. Mm. It's good enough. It's a little kind of trick-taking game. It's called 12 Days okay. and it's based on Christmas and the reason I think it's so great to play at Christmas is because it's one of those games it's not the best game in the world. It's super fast. It's a lot of fun. And it's Christmas themed. <laughs> and as someone who celebrates Christmas, right. I find that really cool. It's by James Ernest and Mike Slinker. And it's a three to five player trick taking game where basically you have a hand of 12 cards and each turn you're going to play a card. Mm. There's one one in the deck, two twos, three threes, four fours, etc. Yeah. And the lowest value wins the trick. The first trick is worth one point. The second trick is worth two points. The third trick is worth three and four and five, etc. So you're going to get points for playing things that are lower than everyone else. Then you're always going to draw back up, so you're always going to have 12 cards, and then at the end of the game, on top of all those points you've already accrued, whoever has the most 12s left in their hand scores 12 points. Whoever has oh, the most... Okay. Oh, that's cool. 11 how scores many, 11 points. How many cards do you play each round? Like, depending Just on the round? Just a single round? card. Oh, always one. Okay. So you'll always play one card. So if you save your one, you're going to win the trick. Right. But you want to save it for the high point round. Yeah. There's also zeros in it, which will beat anything else. But if you win the trick, you must give the trick to someone else. Give the points away. So you don't want to just save your one until the last trick so you get 12 points because people might save their zeros to just block your points there. It's really cool. It's super fast. It's super easy. It's a really good themed game. I do like yeah. a lot when games are themed after holidays. I like yeah. doing Halloween games. I like doing yeah. Christmas holiday games. Haven't found a good one for, like, Easter. <laughs> Couldn't think Bunny of any Kingdom. other holiday there. Bunny Kingdom. Done. Yeah. <laughs> True. Okay, so should we do a quick what we wish our 10 by 10s were? Yeah, so, Maggie, we are failures. We have we failed our 10 by 10s. Our goal is to have more realistic goals next year, right? Mm -hmm. So what would you, what do you wish you did this year? 
Sorry, let's clarify. Are we doing what we wish we did this year, or are we doing our ideas for next year? I'm doing what I wish I did this okay. year. Got it. So, there's actually five that I'm keeping on that I had on my 10x10, 10 10, and none of them I completed, but I still think that if if the other parts of my 10x10 10 10 had gone better, I would have pushed more to like play these games. Yeah, absolutely. But Architects of the West Kingdom, Keyforge, Deception, Coimbra, and Seasons were five that are on my 10x10 10 10, that I got like all over halfway in all of them. Yeah. I just didn't quite get there, but I would. I played a lot of those. Most of them I got to like eight or nine plays, so I definitely I would have kept them on. But I would have. At, and I remember in the beginning of the year I thought I should put Scythe on this, but then it's kind of hard to get people who want to play Scythe and enough players to play Scythe and then people who know Scythe. But I still played Scythe way more than ten times this past year. Did you really? So, yeah. So I wish oh. I had that on, and that's not even including my Rise of Penrose campaign. So it's like I had hit, like, not way more, but I had, like, 13 plays of Scythe, and then at least seven plays of my Rise of Penrose campaign, too, which I would have counted towards it if it was in my 10x10. 10 10. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Netrunner. Netrunner I played, like, 20 times this year. I wish that was on there. Castles of Burgundy. I didn't I didn't hit 10 plays of that, but I wish, like, if it was on there, I would have definitely been making more of an effort to. And Wingspan, which I didn't even get till partway through the year, so I don't know how I would have known that I would have wanted that one on yeah. there. And then Bunny Kingdom as well. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What do you got? So it, it's worth noting that I completed a 10 by 10 this year. Oh, okay. I did get, uh, BG Stats calls it an H index. I did receive an H index of 10, which means Ooh, I played okay. 10 games 10 times. Uh, now that I actually played 11 games 10 times. Oh, my H index is 10, too. Yeah, so we did 10 by 10s, yeah. just not ones that we right. planned ahead for. So the big ones would stay X-Wing, Gloomhaven, Keyforge, Kingdom Death Monster. All those would stay, and all of those are probably going to be on my 10 by 10 for next year. It's just the little things that I didn't really realize would have such an impact. Interestingly, in my H index, those top 10 games that I've played 10 times... Seven of them were games that I played for the first time this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, how do you how do you, how would you predict that? Yeah. So. The only ones that were from previous years were Gloomhaven, Keyforge, and Kingdom Death Monster. Mm. X Wing. It was second edition, which I did play for the first time in 2019. Right. So uh, it's it's its own thing here. But mm. Brass Birmingham, I right. would have put on because I also only got that in the late summer, and I played it eight times. Brass Birmingham, Hadara. Both probably going to make an appearance in my 10x10 10 10 mm. next year. And then games like Similo, On Tour, and Quacks. They're all... Similo you've had for like a week. <laughs> I've played Similo across the two times... Across the two types, 20 times. Wow. Yeah. Similo history is listed as 13 plays. It's wow. just so fast and so easy. If you want to do a 10x10, 10 10, just put things like Similo on it. Games yeah. you can But that's... I don't want to put minutes. stuff like that on I it. I know. I know. So I think my plan for 2020, instead of doing a 10 by 10, is to go all the way and do a 20 by 20. Are you serious? The 2020, 2020. What do you think? I would do a 20. I didn't. Oh, sorry. Hey, Siri. (laughs) I would do a 2020, 2020 if it was all like trap words. My Siri got mad. Why? Because I. Okay, what's happening? Siri is. Siri is taking over this conversation. All right. Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> I, I would do a 20 by 20, a 2020, 20, 2020, 20, if 
it was all like Shadows Amsterdam, just one. Like I could do it with like party games for sure. I had a lot of those that were pretty high up there. But... I kind of want to just do some party yeah, games actually, and a see. Party... So I think one of my goals will be a 2020, 2020. Yeah. But I'm not going to prescribe what games. Right. I'm just oh, going to play okay. some fast games, try to push through to a 2020, 2020. Because I think it's, this is the time. It's the time we get to try. Yeah. No, this is the year to do it. Yeah, exactly. Maggie, tell me about some of your best experiences of the year. Okay, so I kind of, I put a little bit of thought into it, and I feel bad because I feel like I'm probably forgetting some, but I had three of my favorite gaming experiences of this year. One, like, the not in any particular order, really, but one was when we went to our friend's cottage this summer, and we just played games the whole weekend, and it was so wonderful. And there was one time we played three different heavy games all on one table. Yeah, that is also on, 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 yours? on my list of best experiences. Yeah. The photo as well. Oh, the photos we have on yeah. that. But anyways, that weekend was just so fun because like going to a cottage is always wonderful. And then also if you're with gaming people who just want to play games and we got to play some two rooms and a boom and we got to play some party games. So yeah, it was an awesome weekend. Another one I have on there is the Catanathon. Yeah. Where we just played Settlers of Catan for 24 hours. And I'm really excited for it next year already. Uh, I'm already planning on drinking less and caring less about winning. You wanted to win so I badly. And it's going to be hard to not want to win. But anyways, and then my last one, and this was just a one specific gaming thing where I played Rising Sun with someone who had the like Kickstarter copy. Shout out Dan Lego. And he hosted it, and it was a really... He had a beautiful copy. He had it all set up. He had sent us, like, this bio on our clans. And then uh, he had ordered sushi. He made us all tea. And it was just, like, kind of the perfect rising sun experience because the game is set in Japan. Yeah. So it was, like, eating sushi, drinking tea, playing rising sun, and it was a beautiful experience. But... That sounds <laughs> just lovely. And as someone who knows Dan, I... I love Dan. He's wonderful. It makes so much sense to me that he would go through that much effort to make an experience so unforgettable. Yeah. And honestly, little things like that at game not little things. That's not a little thing. No. That's actually And he created quite a an huge event thing. and like like posted individual stuff for our clans. It was awesome. But l- moments like that really take really give heart to game nights. I love mm-hmm. when I can put a little extra definitely energy into hosting a game night. It is difficult to do with people's schedules and not knowing necessarily who's going to be there. But when you can do it, it really just... Like Feast for Odin. If there was also a feast. A feast, A side feast. (laughs) I would like that. And also an Odin. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So what about you? Uh, I would say that... So one of my favorite experiences happened very recently. Mm. It was... It actually happened on stream. Uh, this past Monday, which will probably be last Monday or two Mondays ago when you're listening to this. But it happened this past Monday where I was playing games with Matt. I can say Matt now without feeling weird about it because some of you have seen him. Mm. So Matt and I were playing games. We played some Similo. We played Quacks of Quedlinburg. And we were winding down the stream. And then Board Game House, another Twitch streaming board game group, raided us. And so if you're not familiar with Twitch, a raid is just... They've ended their stream and they just migrate all of their viewers over to you to try to help build a sense of community. And they did this without knowing us and brought a whole bunch of people into our chat right when we were winding down. And it just reinvigorated us and we went back in and played more games. And it was really cool to all of a sudden be flooded by people that A, I didn't know, 
that B were interested and C wanted to talk to us mm. and see what our stream was about. Mm. That was a really cool moment. It was confusing, too, because you just sent me a text saying, we got raided, and with no follow-up, and I had no idea what a raid on Twitch was, and I was just so confused. I was like... Yeah, and then I was doing something else, and I just didn't respond <laughs> to you asking questions about it. That was unhelpful. What do you got next? I would say another real highlight for me was meeting Bruce Glasgow at Gen Con, and getting to talk to him about Fantasy Realms, and have him mm. show me his In the Works expansion for Fantasy Realms... And just see him light up when somebody says, hey, I love your game. I, I don't really have too much more to say about that experience, but just meeting someone whose work I admire and... Them, fanboying? Yeah, and fanboying. <laughs> but them also just having time to talk to me about it. Because I've met people who I admire before, very much in passing when I'm like, hey, I love your stuff. <laughs> You're great. But he had time, and I had time, mm. and just having that time, that was a lot of the use of time. Yeah. Uh, having that time to interact was really cool, and I really felt like, I, I didn't get to know him, mm. but I have met him. Do you think he's sitting down right now thinking about his favorite gaming experience, and it was talking to you? I think, no, probably <laughs> not, but I think it was a good experience. Yeah. Um, Daryl awesome. Andrews said to me... I, I hung out with Daryl a lot at PAX Unplugged, and someone had just said, I love Sagrada. And he looked at me and he went, you know, that never gets old. <laughs> because Aww, that's so nice. It's just, I think game designers want to spread joy. Yeah, definitely. And people saying, hey, you spread joy. Like, that's never, yeah. never going to get that's old. That's true. Also, yeah, that was another thing that was great about the Catanathon, was just meeting all these different people in the board game community. I thought that was so fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I would say my other big experience this year isn't ex isn't new to 2019, but it happened a lot in the past couple months as well, is delving more into the hobby side mm. of certain aspects of gaming. So the on my own, like building models and painting models and taking care of that aspect mm. of the hobby like a million hands out of a bird? Yeah, and the cloaca. The yeah. cloaca was a real highlight. <laughs> but that side, having something to do with my hands, I'm a very tactile person. Mm. I like... Yeah, you're moving your hands right now. I move my hands a lot. I feel like you've referenced my hands That's too true. many times. That's true. But that, and just getting to do that, it's really rewarding to have this big sheet of plastic that you cut and scrape and press together and glue, and then to have a beautiful model at the end. You sound like such a nerd. I know. That was like the ner nerdiest thing I've ever like seen. Your eyes were like glistening. It was very cute. It's good that yeah. we're... Maggie, <laughs> we run a nerd podcast. <laughs> sorry, yeah, you're right, you're right. <clears throat> I'm sorry that I don't get excited about Gossip Guys. <laughs> okay, Gossip Guys is not what I was talking about. <laughs> Billy mistakenly wrote on the website that I was talking about Gossip Girl and Gossip Guys instead of Gilmore Girls and Gilmore Guys, which is a huge difference. It's a huge difference, but... But also, Gossip Guys does exist. Gossip, yeah, I, I looked it up. I linked their... I linked yeah. their podcast on our website for, like, seven hours. Yeah. Because I just got confused. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, well, do you got any other experiences? Well, yes, I have... 
hundreds yeah, of really infinite experiences. unique, not infinite, but <laughs> I have infinite experiences. You have infinite? Wow. You yeah, got so. a lot more games in there. I could I probably come up, come up with another experience right now. It's not a competition, Maggie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't have an experience. Oh, I also had an experience where I did. We I sat down and played the Harry Potter Hogwarts battle for like hours. We went through like a million years. I talked about it already, but I thought that was really fun because it was a game I really wanted to play and I really love Harry Potter. I think before we go as well, we should just give a big thank you to anyone who gave us a listen this year. This was the first year of us having this podcast and it was super fun for us. We hope that you enjoyed it too. And thank you so much to the fans. Yay. Yeah. It's really cool to get feedback from you and become Pokemon go friends with some of you. Yes. And to just, Oh yeah, we should shout out that guy, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, Michael is now our Pokemon go friend and we appreciate you reaching out and wanting to be friends and sending us gifts. Yeah. And Uh, thank you for not, Making fun of my Pokemon Go name. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because that's necessary. No, it's not. Uh, Yeah, just the conversation that we get to have with you is really interesting. We get to do it through this medium, through the stream as well. And continuing that conversation is really cool. So thank you so much, everyone, for uh, kind of being a part of this journey. Yeah. And happy holidays and happy new year. Happy 2020, 2020. Yeah. If you try to do a 2020-2020, you just let us know, because I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, Maggie and I, we're probably going to fail terribly. I don't think so. I play a lot of stupid party games, Billy. We just had an age index of 10 this year. I could... Last year, I played Codenames 83 times, Billy. Yeah, all you need I to, get a 2020-2020 of Codenames A 2020-2020 is 400 games. Oh, that's a lot of games. Even at five minutes apiece. Spot it. 20 times. <laughs> and then... 19 other quick games yeah. 20 times. Ooh. It's it's not going to be easy. We're going to fail, but we're going to have a fun time doing it. All right. I'm just putting that expectation out, I think. All right. I love it. Okay. Well, thanks so much, guys, and happy holidays. We'll talk to you in the new year, which for us will probably be right before the end of this year, but it will act like it was in the new year. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.